Let's see if this works. <laughs> this is, Are you rolling? Yeah, I'm rolling. Good. This is a little bit of. You don't want to miss this. We don't want to miss any of this because this is this is gonna go. This is not gonna work. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Hit it. Welcome to I yet another. another see. Did you hear that? Welcome to yet another episode of Show Center, the Air Show Podcast. Rob, be quiet for just a second. We're <laughs> we're starting the show. On oh, heck with it, Rob. Rob's the only one working this week. I'm out of work. Air Show announcer Matt Jolly joined as always by out of work Air Show announcer Rick Peterson, who is uh, on an island somewhere. Yes. Not yes. not caring Enjoy. about much. Nope. And please understand that I still, I remain an out of work air show announcer because I'm volunteering at Sun and Fun. And Rob Ryder <laughs> from down there in Lakeland, Florida at uh, at Sun and Fun, uh, the, the big air show going on down there in Florida. Well, not really an air show, a fly-in that happens to have an air show. Let's, I, I should say that right. Welcome, yeah. everybody. We're glad you're here. And joining yeah. us now via phone for what is proving to be yet another rocky start to a show is the president yeah. of the International Council of Air Shows, Mr. John Cudahy, with a big announcement today about saving money. And I'm all about that, John. What do you what do you have for us today? Well, it, it is a long story as to why we came to this point, but uh, there are some insurance challenges in the airshow industry this year. And as a consequence, we approached uh, Avis, the rental car company, and asked them to strike a deal for the entire industry that flows through ICAST. They quickly agreed, um, in part due to the the help of uh, one of our members, Brian Lilly, from B. Lilly Productions. And uh, the result is is quite a good deal for ICAST and for ICAST members, uh, rates that are very low, uh, combined with insurance uh, fees and, and coverage that is built into the rate. And early reviews of, uh, of the deal are quite strong and positive. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of good news for the industry as we start the 2021 season. So what you're saying is back a few years ago when I wrecked a rental car in Bob Hoover's <laughs> driveway, this would have covered the repair that I needed. Because that is exactly I, that is exactly correct. If you've ever had the pleasure, God rest his soul, of driving into Bob Hoover's house, you you start out at about a, you know, a, you push a lot of down elevator to get down that driveway, <laughs> and uh, there was a sharp turn, and the the rental just didn't quite make it. So, all yeah. right, so explain this. How does this work? We don't have to. We we can say no. We don't want to buy the insurance. We, we're covered. Is that how this works? Well, yeah, you won't be asked to because if you if you do it through the ICAST, this is available to all ICAST members and not just event organizers. So it, it'll probably be of the most benefit to event organizers because they can go get 50, 60, 70 cars at a low rate that includes insurance. So that means they won't have to go buy supplemental insurance. It'll be included with the rental car rate. Um, but, but it also applies to... Um, uh, working and out-of-work uh, airshow announcers. Uh, if <laughs> now you're talking. If they're, Listen if to the they're, crowd. They're, they're just cutting up on that. If, All right, they're, uh, if they're 
if they're doing work as opposed to uh, pleasure or uh, right. uh, tourist kinds of things, the coverage, the insurance coverage applies no matter who, what ICAST member uses it. If you are using it for pleasure, you get the low rates, but not the insurance coverage. And if you're using it for pleasure, that is likely covered by your own car insurance in any case. But as long as it's a business deal and we book it through our business, the side, the, the business side of what we do, we're covered with the insurance. That's exactly right. Man, that's great. What a deal. Yeah, All right, well, wait, and- wait, before we get to, you know, the, the thing that's just screaming out to me about how this is probably inviting fighter pilots to be even more <laughs> aggressive with their car rental, <laughs> does this apply in Canada, too? It does. In fact, I just saw the rates for Canada this week, and they are um, just a couple dollars more uh, in Canadian dollars than the U.S. dollars. So I think they are especially attractive. And let me give you a taste. A, uh, a An economy or compact car is $38 a day with insurance. A full-size car is $40 a day. I want to say a, um, a standard SUV is $48 a day. And that, that's just, in this, in this this market right now, that's just not something you can get no. probably at all, but certainly not with the insurance coverage built in. Man, that's great. How about a 15-passenger van? It's in there, Rob, but I have not yet committed it to memory. Okay. <laughs> Leave it what to are you Rob. doing with a 15-passenger <laughs> van? <laughs> hey, hey, Rick, Rick, I have seen... I have seen what passes for an answer to that question. I think you should keep that one to yourself. Let, let's, oh, let's, let's, let's just let's just pretend that Rob did or that Rick didn't ask that question. Oh, it'll be okay. our it'll be our little secret. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's probably great. Absolutely. Thanks, John. John, that's a huge deal for ICAST. A big win for the industry. And man, I mean, that's that really is outstanding. So yeah, it is. And 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 it, as I said, it it is it is helpful to. Um, uh, performers, uh, announcers, support service providers, if they're traveling on business. And I have heard from several of them already who see the savings, but um, uh, honestly, the, the program is built around the event organizers who in some cases would not have otherwise been able to get insurance because of some changes in the industry on car insurance at air shows. So this is, we developed it for them, but the, obviously the benefits will spread all around the industry. It was a late night that night when Chris Darnell and I were out there buffing that rental car. He was helping me <laughs> trying to get that scratch out of it. And yeah, you know, but it, you know, anyway, it is what it is. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that, John. I appreciate, appreciate the update. We appreciate you. Um, you anything bet. else you want to add before you get out of here no, unscathed? And we, we are we are on the cusp of a new air show season. We've had a couple shows uh, uh, in some places in the United States, mostly small. But this weekend, both um, both jet teams uh, start start their flying, and there's going to be a lot of activity, a lot, lot of good lot of good buzz around the business uh, right now. And uh, with the with the pandemic receding, uh, we're, there's a, a lot more optimism than there was as recently as just a few weeks ago. Great. Well, well said. John Cudahy, the president of the International Council of Air Shows. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, we appreciate John. it. You bet. A big, a big round of applause for the for the rental car deal from our studio audience. They thank you, sir. As do I. I like the fact that in the background we could hear the aircraft flying. I believe there's some warbirds flying down there at Sun and Fun where Rob is. Yeah, I don't think and that's that. Was that. Pretty- 
I don't know. Oh. You know, he's he's no. got that that gastrointestinal problem. That <laughs> yeah. could be that too. Yeah, it's probably it's hard, that. To, it's hard to tell in this new digital world. It sure is. Um, it's called Merlin's stomach. Merlin's stomach <laughs> is what it's called. Merlin's stomach. There you go. As John yeah. pointed out, the jet teams start this weekend, and it's been something that uh, I know Rob. Uh, has agreed with Matt, you as well, and something I've been preaching to the industry for some time now that less is more. And apparently uh, this is only the third time the Thunderbirds uh, have devised a from-the-ground-up change in their show. Uh, first, when it was established in 1953, they did it again in 82, and now they've done it again with the help of Disney, which I find fascinating. And uh, they said less was more to shorten the show, and the Blues, the Blue Angels, who will uh, we'll be at Sun and Fun. Uh, the Thunderbirds will be at Cocoa Beach this weekend, launching these new shortened shows. And, Rob, you haven't seen this yet, but you will tomorrow, I guess. Well, I, I will, but I can give you a little backstory on the Disney connection to that. Because Zane Taylor, number two, he's number, number two, uh, Strobe, is the son of Rich Taylor, a guy I have known for over 50 years. And Rich, for 25 years, was in charge of all the live entertainment at Walt Disney World. And so there's the Disney Showbiz Collect connection to that. And they're shortening the ground show, and they are working real hard at changing some of the maneuvers. I have not seen it, but the Thunderbirds are there. Uh, we'll be coming, uh, coming into uh, Cocoa Beach tomorrow. Uh, Julius Bratton, number seven for the Blues, came in yesterday, this morning, in the Super Hornet, and boy, is that thing noisy. And uh, the Blues will, uh, the remainder of the team will come up from Pensacola, uh, come over from Pensacola, I should say, tomorrow, and they'll do their circle and arrivals in a practice show tomorrow, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then, with our buddies at Live, Live Air Show TV, everybody in the world can see it. That's fantastic. We're going to get to see it. And an air dot show will be streaming live the Thunderbirds from Cocoa Beach on the weekend as well, where you can see that show. And I don't know, you probably caught it right there, Matt, because this doesn't get by you either. But did Rob not just drop into one of the best Danny Clisham imitations <laughs> that you've ever heard when he said, Walt Disney World? Yes, yes, he it did. Was just, but, it was remarkable. That was, that, was, that was outstanding. A nice tribute to Danny. You know what kills me about <laughs> this, though? Dan Danny is here. What? Here Where working. is Danny? He's about, he, well, he's gone for the evening, but he, he's here and working as part of the team of Sun and Sun this year. Danny is, I don't know where he is. I was going to say, I know where Danny went. Well, that's great, though. I, but here's, here's what gets me, guys. For years, for years, we have watched that 45-minute long, maybe longer, ground show and have said, you know, come on, let's speed this up a little bit i mean we, we've been telling them this for years but you bring walt disney in and you know get the mouse ears out and now they now they pay attention so i i i'm glad to hear it i just you know there there, there were some reasons with the f-16 there's reasons that that jet oh, has to I get sit on the ground i get it i get it but, but same, and i and i don't think it's just the ground show where the shortening is coming I believe that they're, uh, the Thunderbirds are talking about new maneuvers, rearranging maneuvers. It's from the ground up, so it's more than just that. So it's, it's going to be exciting to that see exactly true. what. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got to hand it to them, I, and, I, and I mean this sincerely. The Thunderbirds 
have been on fire. I mean, these guys and gals have just been hitting it out of the park the whole time uh, during the pandemic and even, I mean, even before, but I mean, especially during the pandemic, they have just been bringing the heat and super, super proud of them. I mean, just in everything that they've been able to do. Now, granted, the Blues, they were a little bit too busy. They were too busy to come on the Socially Distant Air Show. We gave them a pass on that. A year ago. A year ago. Just a year ago. Yeah, we gave them a pass on that. Then they changed their jets, and now they're back to work. So, you know, we'll see. But the Thunderbirds have have just been doing so great. And, And, Rob, you have yet to hear... Uh, where they turn in the uh, in the four, I think it's the uh, I forget the formation now. Where the Blues turn the blowers toward the crowd in full afterburner. The burner two seventy. Well, there you go. And the new jet is, is going to that is going to shake some windows. I would imagine down at Sunnyside. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Oh, listen, I'm sure it will, and I will be eager to report on it. Uh, that even today, when Julius Bratton whiskers number seven came in when he did his first when he did his break to land over the field this morning about 845 i think man oh man it was noisy uh so uh i thought oh and this is i don't think other than the super hornet demo team from vfa 106 at naval air station oceana uh we've 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 never heard a demo from a super hornet yeah that's great that's going to be fun to, to watch and uh We'll see that uh, coming up here on Live Air Show TV. And then, as Rick pointed out, um, we'll have the Thunderbirds at air.show uh, from uh, Cocoa Beach. going to be a lot of fun. Rick, is there any other thing in Prop Wash? I mean, this is the most trusted Nothing. name in air show media. <laughs> the most professional show out there. What do we have in Prop Wash? Just nothing, huh? Well, what, what you have, I think, is the understanding that it's getting underway and it's only going to improve throughout the season now. With Sun and Fun kickoff uh, and, of course, Cocoa Beach getting underway this weekend where it all starts in Florida. Yeah. Uh, there's a good vibe that's been generated from this and, and it's exciting. That's great. And, uh, and it's, of course, it, it, there's going to be shows this summer, albeit. Uh, with so many of them changing some formats, uh, going to either the uh, the boutique air show, a smaller setup with uh, less tickets, uh, inciting more demand and, and costing a little bit more. Uh, but understandably, the, uh, the the space that they'll have will be something that I think the uh, the audience will like. Uh, there's still a few other uh, drive-in formats that are coming up uh, with even more uh, shows joining that uh, parade, if Indeed. you will. Indeed. I was going to say, yes, indeed. And, and we'll keep going. Then I want to ask Matt a question. <laughs> I really had nothing more to say after that. It's what a, He's right. just letting you know he was still there, Rick. I mean, come on. It's now. a light problem. <laughs> I have been watching very closely because uh, I think it's, it's not a, of concern. It's just of interest to me. Uh, the G tolerance coming up on our, on our, you know, very aggressive aerobatic pilots. I know that Mike Wiskus, uh, is uh, has been working his and like Rob Holland said, you know, it's when you, you now Mike was lucky enough to fly quite a few shows last year, considering uh, what was going on. But over the winter time, of course, as we all slow down, uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks building his tolerance back up. Rob talked about how it was still pretty painful to push with the negative G's, uh, and so I, I'm I'm just watching all of this sort of unfold as we all get back into it again in the early part of the season, like athletes 
the earliest part of the season. You know, they're they're not pushing and pulling as hard as they work heat tolerances up. But uh, it's it's going to be interesting after having all this time off uh, how these guys feel. Uh, somebody pointed out, and it's got to be, and he's going to come on the show, and he's just going to tear us apart for this. But somebody said to me that Mike, Mike Goulian's got, a, he's been enjoying the pasta over the summer, and somebody noticed. Uh-oh. So we got to, Mikey's, uh, Mikey's. You're saying, Mikey that, you're saying the, <laughs> the hair's a little thicker. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's not, it's not, and here, I'm going to get, I'm maybe going to dig a deeper hole for myself. It's not. The, the flight suit isn't Matt Chapman tight, yeah. but it's getting there. <laughs> a little little more for the money, right? I mean, nothing wrong with that. I mean, the, the value added this year, that that's great. That's it's great. It's interesting you would talk about both Michael Goulian and Michael Whiskers because they're both here. And both have said to me that they're taking it easy at this point and they're not flying quite as aggressively as they normally would. Uh, and so that's that's what we've seen. Although it's still the demos still look superb. Uh, you know, Mike Whiskett still starts his uh, his Superman dive with this eleven or twelve snap rolls straight down, and he did pretty well on that. But he, I think he's keeping it about a G less every place else around the. Uh, around the horn while he's doing his display. Well, listen, I got I to gotta brag on you, Ryder, because when you came over making the other day, you, Rob and I had lunch, Rick. He stopped in to oh. see me, very friendly. But when he came over the pattern with, you know, blue 8.5, he rolled that thing up in the break, and I mean, probably six, <laughs> seven Gs, slammed it right down. And it, it was a little awkward, though, when he got out and he started waving, you know, because there was just nobody <laughs> yeah. around. But but it was, it was nonetheless cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a little awkward. It was just me kind of standing there, you know, just like that. But I mean, it, but, but it worked out. But you did applaud. But you I did applaud, man. Yeah, that well, was very nice. I felt made me feel good. Yeah, it would have been a little weird had I not. But, uh, that's, <laughs> just, that's just I'm the just way. I'm just wondering if in Macon that his big his fan. There's an old timer in Macon, apparently, that's a huge fan of yours, Rob, uh, that pointed out to a whole bunch of young student flyers the other day. While they were watching That's your right. your sporting That's right. your sporting thing, that you starting. Tell me the story, Matt. Because, well, yeah, uh, I think no, he's, yeah, he's he was you know, recognized. He was recognized. There was a, a young guy watching watching one of the sporties tapes, and he said, "You know, I don't know what that feller's doing on them things because he's a he's been in an awful lot of movies. He's in that movie, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it, Hard to Die. Now he's doing this, and." <laughs> The, the kid like looks up and he goes, "You mean Die Hard?" And he goes, "Well, whatever." Yeah, he's a big movie star. I didn't have the heart to correct the guy and tell him it was Shawshank Redemption, but yeah, Shank Redemption. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bring him out there. Whatever I, you know, I'll bring him out there and let him meet you next time. Yeah, big movie that'd be, star. That'll be wonderful. So, for the record, were you in Hard to Die? No. No. Okay. No. I didn't think so. I, I'm hard to kill. As as we'll Danny soon Clint learn, I are both hard to as, kill. As we'll soon as learn, Matt and I both know we've been trying for years. Well, I mean, you know how many how many egos can you put in a small container? That's that's the question this weekend. We how many people are up there in that in that box where you're at? Whatever that thing is. What is that thing well, we that you're working platform. out of? We have a brand new platform now, but um, I, I guess 
at this point, we have enough ego to uh, to fill the six thousand or three thousand by twelve thousand to eight thousand foot high Blue Angels uh, aerobatic box. <laughs> there you go. How's that? Well, it's going to be oh. fun down there. I, I hope you have a good time. I'm missing it. I am. I did when I see and I hear the airplane in the background. It sounded like Gene Susie kind of audio bombed you there. But um, you know, just it, you miss the prop, you miss the sounds, you miss the people, and that's what I, I just love the excitement there that's being generated. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you do miss yeah. the people. I, I was flying the other night, and uh, you know, still flying the chip a bunch and uh, having a good time. And it was one of those rare nights where I actually got to get away at sunset and and just go fly and enjoy it, you know. And and it's it's funny to think that a year ago. You know, we were anticipating the start of another season and a full season and just how much we missed that. And that, that can't be understated. I'm, I'm telling you, it was nice right. to get, you know, just kind of reflect and think, oh, this is what, I, you know, I, I get to do this for a living and go be around all of these people. And as soon as we can get back to work, we can do it again. You so. know, we know uh, a bunch of guys who, uh, who started out as, as teenagers loving air shows, guys like Steve Holsinger and Nate Burroughs. And Nate is kind of a, he, he texts me every once in a while if there's something newsworthy. And he texted me the other day, and I called him back. And, you know, he said he is, he is really, really eager to get back to seeing air shows, too. So all of that, all of what everybody's doing is just fantastic in terms of uh, getting this thing going again. And, and I heard something, uh, let me ask, uh, mention this, Matt. Brian Lilly spoke at the Southeast Council of Air Shows and made, uh, made an interesting observation with respect to the profitability and the ease of putting on a drive-in show versus uh, a normal show. And uh, it, it really is. It, I'm thinking the drive-in show could change the model a little bit, significantly, more than a little bit, in terms of what, uh, what works at air shows, in addition to to uh, shorten the shows, and it'll also make some logistics easier, won't it? Well, we'll see. We'll see. I just, uh, I, it, it's going to be uh, hard, too, as we've talked about in the past, um, that some people really embrace the idea of bringing that car onto the tarmac, and it may be very difficult for some of these shows that are doing, say, their second uh, drive-in show, um, it's going to be hard to undo that, I think, if they go back to a regular format. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I was talking with Steph Strickland last night, and she said that the London, Ontario show did a drive-in format. And she said that the people who were surveyed came back with a 95% approval of that and that they don't want to go back to a normal show, that they did like the drive-in format. And so that with people being able to have air conditioning and bring their own stuff and they don't seem to mind if people, I don't know whether it's going to work out that people will be afraid to pay the higher per car charge uh, for their 20 square feet or 20 foot square of, uh, of property in which to watch the air show. Dayton's going to do it. They're going to put everybody out in the, in the general admission area uh, and going to have 20 by 20 foot squares. Well, and you have to think about it from this standpoint too, that, it solves the biggest complaint about air shows, and that is there's no shade. I mean, it's hot, it's uncomfortable at some of these, and if you're if you're a a person that is getting brought to it, it's uh, 
you know, maybe against your will, but you gotta go and, and support, you know, the, the kids and dad or whoever or mom. You know, it it can be uncomfortable in the sun all that time and walking and you know walking from the parking lot and yet some of these, you know, it's a quarter mile or over a mile even. So yeah, I I think that brings I think it brings some some great some great answers into our industry. I, I'm with Rick that there needs to be a balance. Maybe it's part of the VIP experience, you know, if you, cause you can't have statics if the ramp is filled with cars. Right. And there's, there needs to be some of that, I think touch and feel and, and hopefully some more momentum uh, with the well, STEM stuff that we saw. And I don't know how you do all of that. If you have yeah, cars, you're, you're not going to reach, you're not going to reach the numbers that I think uh, we, we should be reaching. Uh, if you're going to fulfill some of the, uh, some of the things that we've been very good at inspiring as many people as possible uh, and not limiting that. So if we get back to normal things, I think this great outdoor event is going to continue to be a great outdoor event. I'm all actually just talking about this, starting to feel just a little bit guilty about the fact that as announcers, we often bring our car to show center and when it gets too hot, we just sit in it during the jet performances and run the air. <laughs> hey, I bring a trailer, and now I have a motorhome. You know, look, I've, I've been way ahead of this curve, guys. I uh, Look, I, I am all about it. But I think we, I think as an industry, we have to do better. I really do. I think we have to do better. The audience is changing. These, You know, the, the folks that are coming up right now, they don't mind paying, and they want to pay if they can have a VIP, you know, ultra-exclusive, comfortable-type right. setting. And so... Look, as an industry, but, we're going to have to we're going to have to conform. Be, but but they should not be the only ones that get to see an air. Show. I agree completely with that. I, there's no, got to be something in it for everybody. Down the street, that, that yeah, that you want to break the cycle, introduce him to to yep. an aviation career or something where he gets out. You want to make sure that everybody, all of the demographics, the folks that can get out there, the diversity, the the financial restraints. I you want to make sure those folks get there yeah. as well. Yeah, so I agree completely. That's why I think we have to be careful about this. Think it through, and uh, and again, once once it's done, especially more than once, I think it's going to be a hard nut to crack. So it's going to be a people get used to it. That same smaller crowd with with the money, and uh, that doesn't really include everybody. Well, and so there's we a great a- you know that's a great strength though of the military air shows that that have to have you know free access for the public. So. I, I think what we're seeing right now is the folks like, you know, Brian and Brian Lilly and, and some of these guys that have found a way to do well financially with an event. I think there's I think there's a place for everyone, you know. I mean, look, Brian's not going to be able to park a thousand cars on a beach, but he can do that in certain locations. So I agree with you, Rick. I, I think I think I think there's got to be a middle ground. And hopefully, you know, the military air shows will kick back up because that's a huge part of our business. And yep. we can have we can have a uh, a great a great solution come out of this with with some added value for the crowd that's willing and that can pay for it to help fund the other stuff for the folks that just want to show up and and sit in the bleachers or you know even sit in their own lawn chair. I mean that's the great thing about what we do is that there literally is something for everyone, and I think it's one of the you know the greatest things on earth as far as. Uh, Entertainment goes. I know you guys agree with that. Absolutely, I do. Certainly, the lowest ticket price—that's for sure. <laughs> you can't come have you know eight hours of fun uh, just about anywhere else. So 
Yeah, good, good stuff. Rick, what are you doing out there right now? You're, you're. I, I planted the well, garden the other day. Now, as, the, as the sun starts to set here now, uh, we've gotten to the point where we can sit out on the porch, and uh, we look into the bay, and the loons have arrived. And I'm not talking about our neighbors. The, the loons. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's just been completely entertaining. So we have the bald eagle and the uh, and the immature bald eagle that flies around uh, high above. We have the loons landing in the bay and doing all that wonderful loon call that they do. And then out in the backyard, uh, we haven't heard the coyotes in a while. We wonder what they're up to and, and the foxes too. And then uh, I think I read somewhere on the island where they're having their babies now. So they're staying a little closer to home before we start hearing the howling again. And, uh, and now that the ice is completely gone, uh, you know, the, the, the predators and the things that, it, you know, that could come across on the ice, uh, like other people, uh, are not here. Right now. They can't. They, they, they have to take a boat to get here, so it's great. It's just great. Speaking of babies, we can't say that. I don't know if we can say the name, so I'm not. But there is somebody very near and dear to all three of us uh, who's just, like, days away now from having a baby, the first baby in their family. So congrats to them, and uh, here's for a safe, safe and happy delivery. He asked yeah. me the other day, he said, you know, uh, a guy we can pick on, because it won't give away the, the, the privacy of the situation, but he said, you know, Doug Rosendahl told me that when we have a baby, everything ends. My life is just over. I, I don't have any say in my life. And he goes, you know, I, I mean, I just don't think that's true. Can that be true? And I said, no, Doug's right. That's true. <laughs> it's just over. <laughs> so, so. Oh, on that note. On that note, this has been Show Center for for the, uh, the the Sun and Fun edition, where Rob is down there and oh look, a Cessna 180, and uh, and Rob Ryder <laughs> live on the stand, just randomly calling out airplanes uh, from the movie Hard to Die. We're glad to have him as always. A retail and, bonanza. And Rick Rick Peterson. You know, you know not what I'm mi- hoping, Randy? Not missing any of this. Somebody, somebody, somebody from the industry is walking by the announce tower now, looking up at him, going, Oh, dear God, Rob can't leave. <laughs> he can't leave. Just up there yelling out names. It's just so sad. It's so, so sad. sad. <laughs> it's, the show's I'm over. Go home, Rob. Be back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Let's just save him for himself. We'll talk to you next time, everybody. So long for now. From what I, what I remember from that, that announcer stand, something just before I push it over right now. <laughs> <laughs>